Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. I'm Ari Mizell. And I'm Nick Sonnenberg. And this is episode 224. And today we interviewed Giovanni Morisco, who is the creator of the Archangel Academy. It was a great call. And I will be at the Archangel Academy event in January 2017. Uh, I want to remind everybody that now you can go to lessdoing.com slash podcast slash 224 to get all the show notes from this episode, all the links that we discuss and links to Giovanni stuff and everything else. So we're sitting here in the Hamptons right now at my house here. And we've had a very productive day. And so I want to get to the links first, and then we can uh, talk about some other stuff. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay, so the first one, this is just a random one, but I like the idea a lot. Uh, It's called Zungle, and it is a pair of sunglasses that are on Kickstarter right now. They have inside them bone-conducting music. So you put the sunglasses on, and using your bones, it conducts music, and you can hear it just like you're wearing headphones. What the fuck? <laughs> you never have you ever, you never done like a bone crack thing? Okay, no. so it's actually really cool, and I can show you an example of it. This is totally random, but we have a toothbrush for the kids, and it plays a song while they're brushing their teeth. But you can only hear it if it's touching your teeth because it's conducting to the bone. So uh, it's just plain old sunglasses. So the biggest benefit of this is that if you're wearing these glasses and listening to music, and you're like biking, for example, you can still be fully aware of any cars or anything else that's passing. It doesn't block any sound from coming in. But you can hear it crystal clear. Wow. Yeah. So these are awesome. How much are they? $99. Hmm. Yeah. I I really like these. So check out Zungle. Um, The next one is a service called timetohire.com. So this is a service that allows you to hire sales reps in two days. It's outsourced sales reps. Now, this is a very specific thing. So first of all, we've done this kind of work, sort of, in the Less Doing VA service, but outsourced sales is like a very specific skill set. I'm not particularly good at sales. Like It's one of those things that you're, you're either really good at or you're not very good at. And basically, they have, for example, so you can run a campaign where you can get 30 to 100 calls from a sales rep within two days, and it's like $400. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing. So... If you have a need for sales that's growing very quickly and you need to have people manage those, then this is a really good service. Keeping in mind, though, this is not going to get you the leads. So you still need to have the leads coming in to give to these people, but then they can hopefully get on the phone and close it for you. So timetohire.com. The next one is Dropbox had a pretty significant update this week. So we use Dropbox for everything from team files to sharing files between us personally. And they did a big update, one of which is to the mobile app. You can now create an actual Microsoft Office document from Dropbox, which is pretty cool. You can upload photos and you can scan documents. So you can always upload the photos, but you can now scan the document. And it's really cool because what it does is you can take a picture of pretty much anything, whether it's a whiteboard or a piece of paper, it will correct the perspective and it will enhance the text and the images immediately. And I mean, with Evernote, I use it for like business card scanner. I guess this can do that and parse the, the business card. Uh, that's a good point. I don't know if it actually will parse the information. I would still use Evernote probably for the business card scanning, but this is more just for, I guess, for everything else. Um, because How does it know what the right perspective is? Like Maybe I wanted it tilted, and then it's like adjusting it to something I don't want. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want it tilted? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying, Like, what happens if I did? Well, then you should draw it tilted. 
It's, <laughs> it's taking the edges of the paper and then and correcting it that way. Uh, also, now you can collaborate a lot better. So you can always share files with Dropbox. But now, if you have a file on your desktop, previously, if you had a file on the desktop and you clicked share on Dropbox, it would take you to the Dropbox website to then put in the information. Now it's just a little pop-up that does it right from your desktop, which is great. You can see when people are working on uh, like a Microsoft Word file in real time. You'll know who it is. So you can actually collab collaborate on files. And uh, you can collaborate on specifically on Office files. So they have this whole integration with Microsoft Office now, which is great. Um, so it's just it's just a huge improvement. You can comment on things. You can preview files in Dropbox and comment on those. And uh, you get a lot more control over sharing too. You can have expiring links. So it's just a major, major update to Dropbox. If you're using it, you'll love it. If you haven't, it's a good time to try it out. This one I'm particularly excited about is now Trello has their own built-in integration for Slack now, which is just amazing. So we've talked about this before, but like 80% of most companies' problems can be solved with a combination of Slack and Trello. And now they they integrate so much better. So you can create a card in Trello. And for those who don't know, Slack is really a communications platform. Trello is really for project management. So you can create a task right from Slack now and it will put it into your Trello board so then your whole team can see it and work on it. But in addition, if you put a link to a Trello task into Slack, it now pops up with a bunch of buttons and people can join the card, they can comment on it right there, they can add due dates and even label it. And you can see the status of things right in Slack live. It's awesome. So if you're using those tools, it this just takes it to a whole new level. Um, and the last link that I have to discuss is called Data Deck. And basically it says it's spreadsheets visualized in two clicks. Kind of like algorithm scaled, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you can automate tedious monthly reports, turn boring Excel files into eye-popping data visualizations. It's, it's actually very nice, I have to say. You can take so many different sources and feed into an Excel or you know, Google Docs spreadsheet, like with Zapier, so you, know, you can have your uh, sales funnel stats or your traffic to your website. All that stuff can go into a Google Docs spreadsheet and then this can generate visual reports from that. It's not as robust as some of the tools that you're going to talk about after this, but for people who just need to do basic reporting, I think it's actually a pretty good thing. Yeah, there's a ton of these. I mean, we were looking at Gecko Board, which isn't for Excel, but it's like, again, a dashboard that can pull in data from multiple sources. So there's a ton of them. We would have to play around with that Excel one, but I don't know. I'm old school. If I'm going to build an Excel, if I'm doing something in Excel, wanna, I just want to. You want to build it. I want to just do it myself. Okay. Well, so you have a couple of things. Well, yes. Yeah, so in line with data, so at less doing, you know, really my focus right now is on the analytics setup. So I've been playing around with a couple of tools that I've been impressed with that I wanted to share with you. One is Gecko Board, and again, like this is. It's a, it's a fair, it's, it's nothing too complex, but of the analytics, simple analytic boards that, you know, you want to pull in stuff from MailChimp or from Facebook ads, um, or Twitter or your, or your, um, website, you know, basic information in one place. It seems like the best that I've found. Um, if you're a bit technical and want to roll up your sleeves like I want to, we have been looking at a tool called Periscope, which is a dashboarding tool, but really for a data scientist. So um, rather than connecting um, like out of the box MailChimp or, or Facebook or any of these things, it's basically a dashboarding tool where you have to still write your raw SQL commands and it graphs them in a beautiful, nice format. Um, so you still have, in this case, rather than getting the data directly from a third-party source, 
um, you would be, you know, connecting these these um, third party sources through something like segment.io, which is what we're using, and then pushing that to a database like a Postgres or a Redshift or something. And then you you connect Periscope to um, that database and can easily build beautiful graphs. So the alternative is, you know, you if you're good with Python or something like that, you can build the charts yourself. But the cool thing with this is it's already done for you and you can integrate the the dashboard into your website or wherever else through the iframe. So you can, you know, share the the whole company could see these these metrics or whatever whatever view you want them to see. And the newest tool that we're looking at, so we use, as you guys know, uh, we use Chargeify for all of our payment processing. And our developer, Britt, suggested to us yesterday to look at something called chartmogul.com. And uh, these links will be in the show notes. And Chartmogul is by far the best dashboard that I, dashboarding tool I've seen for basic customer and revenue data. It, It breaks up the reoccurring revenue, the churn, the subscription uh, flow. Um, it has geo-targeting, so you can see like a heat map of the world and zoom in like how, where your customers are and how much you're making by country, by state, by city. It's really, so far, I'm really impressed with it. Um, and they have a 30-day free, tri- free trial that we're playing around with. But um, you know, from there, the next plan up is $59 a month, um, so it's not that expensive. Um, that's it for me. So I have a philosophical productivity question for you. I'm curious what your answer. I have a feeling what it's going to be, but somebody posed this to me the other day that there are like sort of a couple different ways of, of batching things. And the example was thank you cards. Okay. So the steps involved to do a thank you card are you write the card, you stuff the card in an envelope, you put a stamp on the envelope and you put an address on the envelope. Now, one way of attacking that is to do all of the cards then stuff them in all the envelopes, then put all the addresses, and then do all the stamps. Another one is to do a full unit at a time. So write the card, put it in the envelope, address it, and stamp it. I would probably do the cards, all the cards. You would too. Yeah, I would. I would split it up like that. Okay. I wouldn't do one. one so and and which which I and I think because that, at that point too, you can outsource some of it, right? You could hire someone like to be writing. Uh, I didn't think of that. That's an interesting point. Yeah, because I mean, it's much harder to like leverage other people if you're solely thinking of it as one unit at a time. But if you split it up, then you can start breaking up, break chunking it or break whatever word you want and have someone else help you. Well, so that's interesting. I actually hadn't thought about that angle of it, but more what I was also thinking about is so that it's like assembly line. Well, so that's definitely more efficient. But if you think about it from a psychological standpoint, this is what the person who suggested this told me. They're like, so what happens if you're doing it your way and you get through 60 cards and then you get a phone call and you have to go deal with something else? You've technically not accomplished anything, right? You haven't finished any units. Whereas the other person who's doing card, 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 or they're, you know, they're finishing the whole thing. If they get interrupted, they could say, I finished 50 cards. So that's interesting. And uh, I'm still in line with not finishing and any so am cards. I. And it's, it's just a personal preference for me. I like that feeling of inertia. Like I like that feeling we have with the company that, you know, we're on the brink of finishing something and I, I or like in chess, like I'll tackle it. So like I might not exchange a piece for the first 20 moves, but I've positioned everything in a way. So I'm like, I keep it. I have this like anticipation and this like excitement. 
So I kind of like line things up work-wise and life-wise to kind of forward think and have something like building up that I can look forward to. That, that's just me personally. No, and I, and I agree. I think it's really like sort of a thing that fits your personality because you know, you know that there are definitely people who would be like, oh, damn it. Like I didn't actually get, like they just get frustrated, right? And then it would be hard for them to come back to that. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, it's like, yeah, well, this is where I stopped in the assembly line. Like, it's a very clear yeah. next step, right? Well, it's like when we work, right? Sometimes we sit, we sit back and we're like, wow, we had a great day. And there's nothing really, uh, at, like, uh, there's nothing, like, right. that we can say, like, we did this. Like, there's nothing that we can say, like, hey, we generated 100K of revenue or something, right? But it's like we set something up that we know is going to pay off in the future. So it's kind of the same mentality. That's true. And that's I think that really goes back to, like, enjoying the journey rather than thinking about the destination mm-hmm. which is which is cool so i just thought that was an interesting topic for discussion well thank you everybody for listening in and we hope you have a great week hey everybody so before we get to the interview we had a little technical snafu today and it's funny because this is exactly what happens when you have a breakdown in processes and systems and it's the very reason that less doing is all about putting processes in place so I accidentally deleted the interview that we did with Giovanni. And that was because the way that it usually works with us is that I record an interview and then I save it to Dropbox on my desktop with uh, the word interview and then the person's name and then it uploads. But recently, since Nick and I have been podcasting together, sometimes I've had Nick record on his side and then he'll put it in Dropbox or sometimes he'll put it into Slack to our audio editor and sometimes I'll do that. And that is exactly the kind of lack of clarity that leads to these kinds of mistakes. So, needless to say, we lost the interview for today. But all is not lost, because what we decided to do with permission from an excellent, excellent friend of mine, John Bowen, is to use an interview that he did with Giovanni on his podcast, AES Nation. Now, John is probably the leading guy in the world to coach financial advisors. He's a really impressive entrepreneur, or just a really nice guy, and his podcast is fantastic. So I figured this would be two birds with one stone. I could get a great interview with Giovanni still, because it is a really good interview, and give some love to my friend John, because I definitely recommend you check out his podcast, AES Nation. He has a a very different take on interviewing entrepreneurs and and business people. And so thank you, John, for allowing us to rebroadcast this with your permission, and now enjoy the interview between John Bowen and Giovanni Marisco. I didn't know your full story, and then once I learned it, I wanted to share it with our audience. So thank you for making the time. Thank you, John. Uh, This opportunity to share my story, my message with your audience is incredible. I'm so very grateful. Well, we both have a lot to be grateful for, and one of the things I want to do is have you share your insights because you, you you're one of those quiet guys at the the mastermind groups I'm involved. But when you say something, it's really impactful. And so why I've got you here, you know, I want to make sure that we go ahead and we focus in on the solutions, the life lessons you've learned. But before that, give me a little bit of the backstory of this journey that you've been on. So it all started back in 2002 when I was lucky enough to get a job as strategic coach run by uh, Dan Sullivan, who you mentioned in the intro, doing all their marketing for them and the opportunity to sit in on workshops. And while I did, I learned something very invaluable that when you surround yourself with excellence and with successful people, it actually helps you grow. And I felt like I was cheating back then because 
these clients are coming in paying, you know, anywhere from ten to twenty thousand a year to sit in the room, and I was getting paid a lot more than that to sit in the same room. So when I left in two thousand and five, I said two things: one, I need to find a way to recreate what happened to me at some point to give someone else that opportunity to sit in a room like this. And the second thing was, the second I qualify for the strategic coach program, I'm coming back as a client. I left to do marketing consulting. One of my clients was in the real estate space, selling pre-construction condos in Toronto. She asked me to help her out. I did. Her business blew up. And she said, you're so good at this. Why don't you just do all my marketing for me, get rid of your consulting, and we'll split everything 50-50, which I did. And eventually got my license and was led into the real estate space. And within a few years in that, I qualified for a strategic coach. And I believe I'm the first employee to leave and come back as a client which to me was a huge deal. And then I kept growing and growing in the real estate space, using all of my direct response marketing that I learned you know, from being around all these awesome people. And none of my competition would ever even know this stuff existed. And then I, I heard about 25K and, and joined Joe's group. And it was at one of my first meetings where I met Peter Demandis, and he started talking about changing the world for a billion people. And I, had, was it, I always had this dream of doing something huge that was a movement something philanthropic to, to change the world and be a superhero and back this is 2012 when i said i'll do that you know five years from now and as soon as i heard peter speak i said i can't wait that long i have to start now so the year a year later i started my archangel community which is a group of big-hearted entrepreneurs who want to change the world and it's i feel like i've started a team of superheroes who are creating massive impact. Yeah, I heard nothing, but you know, I, I haven't had the privilege of joining the group, but I, I did uh, have so many uh, feedback from your uh, meetings. I mean, they've been blown away, and and I've watched you at 25K because we're, you know, we're in the same group there and just watched the progress you've done. And you know, I've loved learning the direct uh, – I don't know if we should tell everybody we've learned it all you know, at 25K and all the people between 25K and Strategic Coach who are direct response, but – there are some hard lessons Giovanni's learned, and he's applied them extremely well. I've applied them pretty well, too. And we're going to share a lot of those ideas, but more on just the, the, the big lessons learned, Giovanni. You know, you, you have made such a difference. And I mean, it's, you know, $100 million in real estate's not too bad, you know, kind of just getting started and so on. And uh, I was joking before we turned on the cameras. I was in Toronto last week, and just all of a sudden it hit me all the. Uh, uh, condos that were there uh, were just it's, just, it's amazing seeing all the progression. But I want to dive into what, you're, you know, what the lessons learned. And one of the big ones was this uh, ascension model you talk about of starting and building your tribe. You know, help, help me better understand how that comes together. Well, sure. You know, the, I watched what a lot of the successful people in all of these programs do. And I, I studied everyone, and I realized there was something in common where the hard, the harder way is to develop an idea, a product, and then go out and try to find an audience for, or, or, or clients for that product. And then there was the, the group of people who would start with the tribe first, figure out who they want to connect with, build that community first, figure out what those people need, and give it to them. And it sounds so basic, but it actually really works, right? So I, I, in my Archangel business, I literally started with an avatar of who my hero is, and that's the word I use, hero. Uh, and I defined it very clearly. You know, I only want 
big-hearted entrepreneurs who are positive, hyper-growth-oriented, very giving. They're, they're all into contributions. They're willing to share their best resources, their best wisdom with each other. And they want to be a part of a community. They want to be a part of a family. And I actually use the word family now because the word client is, is, is not good enough. It, I, I love every one of them, and, and we're just a big family. So we, we started with the tribe first, and now I just ask, literally, what do you need? It's kind of going back to the Dan Sullivan, R Factor, Dan Sullivan question. Uh, figure out what people's dangers are and the opportunities. And that's served me so well, even now. And I learned that over 10 well, years ago. And so many of the things that we learn as entrepreneurs – uh, along the journey, I mean, we, we can read a book, we can learn it at a mastermind, but it's when we execute on this stuff. And, and it's, you know, we're all tempted to have these, you know, huge groups that we're working with. But if we can, you know, get clear what we're passionate about, find like-minded people that we want to be a hero to and they want to be a hero to us, this extension just really takes off. But you, you had one, I'm going to go with number two you gave me, which was, Rejection marketing. Now, every entrepreneur has had a lot of experience with rejection, but uh, you know, you are the first one, Giovanni, to bring up rejection marketing. Give me some framing. You know, everyone, some framing on this. Well, it totally ties in with what I just mentioned. And rejection marketing is all about figuring out, you know, the hell yes type of client and saying no to everybody else, and building a tribe and community of those hell yes clients. And I'll, I'll, I'll share an awesome story. Um, Last year, I was really intrigued by Lady Gaga, the, the former musician and singer. And in an industry that's totally collapsing, she's killing it. So I so said, what is this? Because I know her marketing is good, and, but I need to figure this out. So I literally bought two tickets to her concert in Toronto last summer. And then I got it. The, she mastered rejection marketing. She mastered the art of defining who her avatar is. And in her case, she actually branded them. She calls them little monsters. And essentially, she's going after the misfits and the people who were bullied and anyone in that sort of tar target demographic that isn't served by anybody else. You know, everyone else goes after the teeny bopper pop loving kids. This is a different group. And she owns that tribe. And when you're at her concert, you feel a part of her tribe. She does everything she can to connect with her audience and make them connect with each other, which is huge. And I, I literally took notes at a Lady Gaga concert, and I applied <laughs> You were probably the only one doing it, too. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I took notes. I took video. I have video. I literally studied everything she was doing, and it has served me no, well. No, I mean, she, you know, whether you like her music or not, she is an unbelievably impressive uh, entrepreneur and, you know, certainly talented individual and has... Yeah, one of the world leaders. And uh, matter of fact, just before our uh, conversation today, I was talking to a really big time uh, a studio producer, <laughs> and we were talking. I was asking him about the disruption going on in his industry, and he was telling me it's continuing. So I mean, you know, to 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 really excel in that place is just unbelievable. So that's lesson number two: is that rejection marketing. Let's go to lesson number three, and this is one you and I really share, and it's. And it's being part of a high-end mastery, a mastermind, you know, being in a group of really talented individuals. And, you know, it's made a huge difference in my life, and that's why I started ASNation.com. The reason is simply I wanted to share, you know, people like yourself with 10,000 of my close entrepreneurial friends, you know, as if we're all sitting down having a cup of coffee. But tell us what has made a difference for you personally in being masterminds? And then what would you recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs? I tell everyone that the first thing they should do, if they're 
at a certain point where they can afford it is join a very high-level mastermind group. Surround yourself with people that have wisdom they can share with you and, and value you can share with them so that it's almost like collective wisdom. And I, you know, I started with Strategic Coach, moved to 25K. I started my own, which is Archangel. I'm also a member of the Brotherhood, which is a different one, right? So, and, and we both go to Mastermind Talks, which is in itself kind of like a mastermind group. Right. And, you know, case in point, we're, we're speaking today because we met at 25K. And everything we do is all about relationship, and it's all about being connected to the right people. And you want to go to, and you want to join a group where it's very highly curated by someone who understands how to do that. Yeah, right? I, I look at it, Giovanni. You and I would not, you know, likely to be talking today had we not joined 25K. And, you know, and I mentioned to you I was in Toronto last week, uh, and I count Strategic Coach really as a high-end mastermind group too. And uh, you said uh, you had, well, met with J.J. Virgin and uh, uh, Joe Polish, uh, Genius Network Marketing. I, I think J.J.'s companies are called J.J. Virgin. Uh, but, uh, you know, two unbelievably talented marketing people who, you know, I was with at Strategic Coach. They're in my coaching session. I also see them and know them both, obviously, very well through uh, Genius Network. And, and just having the opportunity to bounce ideas off of, I mean, JJ and I had a great conversation. Dan Sullivan, Joe, and I are doing, just completed, you know, if any of you participated in a huge entrepreneurial study that we're going to be releasing later this year. I mean, those things would never happen. And, and they're so, I mean, the value is unbelievable. It's immeasurable. I mean, I've learned more sitting in these groups than any business school could ever teach. Yeah. Right, because it's it's hands on. It's what, what I love the most is that there are people sharing what works, like actionable tips of things they've actually done. I've you know saying I've spent the money, I wasted it here, but it was successful here. Here's how to do it step by step. You can't get that anywhere else, and people aren't willing to share that unless they're in a group of that nature. And what's interesting too is oftentimes some of the most. I mean, this would be talent if you and I went to hire them, particularly in our early years. We, you know, we could afford to get into the group, but we couldn't hire necessarily these people to, to give us advice. But the willingness to be as part of being in a high-end mastermind, everybody's willing to share their experiences. And, yeah, you know, I mean, for me, it's been worth many millions of dollars. And I know for you, too, Giovanni. Right. It, you know, so this is – the two of us are saying, go do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Do yeah, it right yeah. now. I mean, this is not – it doesn't have to be our groups, but just do – a group, and both Giovanni and I are in multiple ones, and uh, I spent over 100000 a year being in mastermind groups, so I, I, you know, I definitely, and I don't like traveling, and I have to travel <laughs> for all of them, so you know, there's a good reason. Okay, let's go to lesson four, and I, I think this is a, a great one, and this is one that every once in a while, some of the fellow entrepreneurs will have heard you know, something like this, but they haven't done it. Start a movement versus selling a product. What do you mean by this, and how do you actually do it? Well, it's based on Simon Sinek's incredible book, Start With Why, which essentially says people want to connect with others who share the same values, same beliefs, um, and, and share the same why, in, in quotations, W-H-Y. And even as a marketing strategy, if you want to call it that, and it's not probably the best term, but taking all things equal, if price is equal, if the product is the same thing, if one company shares a common philanthropic model with you, if they support the same 
charities or if they want to change the world in the same way, you will support that company versus the other one. And there are studies that prove this. And if you actually build a business that has positive impact in the world, already embedded in what you're doing, you're, you're doing well by doing good, right? And you're making a fortune by making a difference. And, and that's what our whole community is about. It's not about picking one or the other. There's a lot of people that want to make a lot of money. There's a lot of people that want to make a big difference. And there's that awesome sweet spot in the middle where you can actually do both because of the other. So you can actually make a fortune by making a difference and make a difference because you have those profits. But I, I believe entrepreneurs like us can do a lot more than a typical charity can because their hands are tied. There's a lot of red tape and they don't get sustainability as much as we do in profits and using that money, right? So I would definitely find a way to start a movement that people can become a part of where it's bigger than you. It's not about you as the individual. It's about the bigger why. And, and there's so many examples out there of this and, you know, that where they, people started a movement and, you know, I mean, there's a business around it and, and, you know, as entrepreneurs, it's in our enlightened self-interest to create tremendous value because the only way you get paid is if you deliver value and, and your ability to make a difference in the world, you know, I, I've always felt not even giving anything ever to charity, you can make a huge impact. And if you choose, I mean, the, the only, I mean, I've, I've been uh, involved with a, a number of charities and, you know, I've asked them, do you, would you prefer to have me on the board or just write the check? Most of them want the check and the relationships. They don't want you on, uh, right. but they want you to continue being successful and helping them be successful. And, and we're in a unique position to do that. But whatever you're doing, I mean, even if you, you don't have a charity you're interested in, you want to make a big difference. Start a movement. I mean, get people behind you because they, in their enlightened self-interest, will help you be even more successful. Let's I'll, talk. I'll, sh Go I'll share um, a quick business model for our Archangel Club community. So, you know, when someone starts a membership site or, or an online product launch, you know, the Jeff Walker kind of style, mm -hmm. a lot of times they build it through affiliates where they're, they're paying out commissions for people who are referred to them. And I'm not a, I love the model, but I, I don't love it for myself. So what we're doing now is we have a monthly fee. It's 126 a month, but half of that money, instead of being paid out as an affiliate commission, goes into a pot. And then the members get to vote on how to use those funds to create positive impact in the world. So we've donated money to Kiva, which is one of my favorite organizations. Mm -hmm. um, last month we gave a thousand dollars to Neil Moore's crowdfunding project to create uh, a, piano curriculum for any families that have autistic children and give away for free. This month we're giving $1,000 to Stu McLaren's charity, World Teacher Aid, to build schools in Kenya. And as we grow, the impact grows. So the bigger the community gets, the more money we can use to create positive impact. And it's a for-profit model. It's not a non-profit. And that's what I love the most about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think one of the, I mean, we forget the impact that we can have too. And I mean, and it doesn't have to start really big. It's collection, you know, all of us working on this. It's amazing. And one of the things you've done really well, and it's lesson number five is, you know, I, I'm going to call it building a tribe, but what you've done is branding your tribe. And, you know, there's this all, I mean, yeah, I, I live in California, so everything's about me. You know, no, it's, you know, it's we you've got. And, you know, how, how do you, how do you do that? Because, you know, most people, when they're thinking about branding, they're thinking of, you know, image and all this. And you're, you're focused on branding your tribe. Right. And again, another amazing tactic that I borrowed from Lady Gaga, who's done this perfectly. And what, what I like to tell people that the analogy I use is imagine you are the mayor of a city 
and your clients, your dream clients, are the citizens of the city, what would you call the citizens? What name would you give them? And in my world, it's archangels. That's the word I use. And you want to get to the point, and this is the key, where one of your citizens can recognize another one without your involvement. So you have a very clearly defined avatar of who your perfect dream client is to the point where they recognize each other and they can point each other out. So if you ask anyone at any of our events who is an archangel in their life that isn't at this event, they can easily say, oh, I know you know Jim and I know Lisa. They're perfect because of A, B, and C. So the the... The strategy is to be very clear, the clarity on defining who a citizen in your city is. Well, right? and, it, and it really leads to your sixth strategy, uh, which I love as a referral strategy, because you know what, what we want to do is every entrepreneur, I don't care what business you're in, we want to spread the message. We want to attract the right people to work together to make this huge difference. And if your lesson five, the branding your tribe, really sets the stage and makes you referable and very powerful. Talk about your referral strategy. Oh, for sure. And I came up with this at the end of my last event. Uh, we do events every year in Los Angeles. And a lot of people at the event asked me, what's the hashtag for this event? And I, I would jokingly say the hashtag is put your effing phone away because I don't want 10 million people knowing about this event. I want the one right person knowing about this event. So the way I ended was by going on stage and saying, Think about the people in your world and think about the one person you believe all of us today missed out because they weren't here with us. And please introduce me to that one person. And that strategy alone has been instrumental in helping us grow our tribe because it's very easy for them to think of that one person. And usually the answer is, oh, I know more than one, which is, you know, okay, that's fine. That's but it, it works so well to, to once people have identified that avatar, that hero client, it's very easy for them to recognize it in other people. And that's what you want well, to get to. I mean, you've done such a good job of painting who is the perfect member of this tribe. And, you know, what we, so many of us do is we get caught up, we want to have the, you know, largest mailing list, we want to get, you know, social media be everywhere, we want to have tens of thousands uh, followers. And, you know, there's all kinds of research that most groups, you know, 150 is kind of the maximum everybody can know right. each other. There's certainly a lot of research that, uh, you know, a, a real good list of a thousand true fans is all anybody needs to build a multi-million dollar business. So this is, this really comes together well. Let, let me go to the next segment, which is the book of the day. And, um, yeah, for your fellow entrepreneurs, Giovanni, who would you, is there a book that jumps out at you as one you'd recommend? A 10,000%, it's Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, who's a really good friend of mine now because of his book. It, it was so impactful on me that I actually invited him to come speak at my event because I want to share his message. And the whole premise is to create routine and structure every morning so that you're the most productive throughout the day. And, and there's a whole series of things to do like journaling and, and exercise and, and meditation. But what how it's actually grown in my life is that now I, not only do I have a morning routine, I actually have a weekly routine and where I do the same things on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I have a whole structure for my week, which for some people, you know, the misconception is that that's boring, but there's, because I'm able to be so productive during my productive time, I'm actually able to have a lot more free time. And I used to glorify the idea of being busy, you know, Oh, I'm so busy. And now I'm actually the exact opposite where 
I'm not busy. I'm, I actually have time to do stuff that I want. You know, every day from 12 to 3 is my time off. Who gets that kind of flexibility? And it's because my days are so structured. Uh, and, and I'm going to, this is one that I really believe to, Giovanni. And it happened, uh, I forgot who I introduced, I think uh, Jason Gennard, another friend of ours, uh, Mastermind Talk, introduced me to Hal. Hal, I had an earlier podcast, I'd recommend you, uh, uh, you can go on AESNation.com and uh, uh, listen to it and watch it. And it was a great podcast, and his book I would recommend very strongly as well. The, you know, the, um, I'll put it up on screen if you're on the video podcast, The Miracle Morning, and we'll have all the links on at AES Nation. The not-so-obvious secret guaranteed to transform your life before 8 a.m. And, you know, being effective before 8, it's amazing what you can accomplish before the world gets started. Uh, I've loved it. And uh, I, I'm, I, I, tell you, I, I have you know, exactly that ritual. And what's also happened is I do what you do now, too. I have blocks of time throughout the day. I have all the, I call it my rhythm. And it's, it's my rocket, Robert uh, Cooper. I don't know if you know Robert uh, Cooper Strategic. He's in 25K as well. Robert uh, gave all this neuroscience research of how important it is to do what we're both talking about is blocking that time so that you have the free time. You'll be much more productive you know, during these times. You you put the rituals together. And I, I've just found my productivity has increased dramatically. But at the same time, I feel like I've got so much free time. And I do. And I schedule in now you know, what I want to do in my free time. And, you know, this is, as entrepreneurs, we've got to recharge. But what where it really hit me, uh, Giovanni, was, I and I think I did it with you, where, you know, I have, I use time trade, a software to let people schedule. And when I first started doing that, I didn't have anything blocked out. And all of a sudden, I'd have you know, 14 appointments in a day. And you, you couldn't be productive. So now I create all the productive time, the interviews for podcasts, you know, my client meetings, all that, my team meetings. It, it's really been amazing. So it sounds I, like that's something I, we both... I use the, the app Calendly.com for my schedule, and it, it's been... Life changing. Like, I'll give you a fun story. Last week, you know, a typical day, I work until about eleven thirty in terms of my thinking strategy work, where I need my brain. And then that day, a bunch of us, a bunch of entrepreneurs, went on a picnic in a park all afternoon, playing, throwing footballs around. And then at three thirty, I actually had to leave to go do my Skype calls. And you know, describing it was so awesome because I didn't say I have to go back to work like a negative thing. I said I can't freaking wait to talk to these people. Right. So what an amazing day I get to use my, my, my thinking cap all morning. I get to play around all afternoon in a park with a bunch of awesome people. And then I get to Skype with some people around the world. Like, yeah. You know, and this is the thing that we all get that opportunity to do. If you do it on purpose, let me go to the next uh, section, which is uh, what I'd like to do is go ahead and really go into apps application of the day. Giovanni, what's, what, what would you recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs? I love Waze. I'm very addicted to Waze, W-A-Z-E, which is a map application on your phone that gives you real time, the fastest way to get anywhere. And I, I've honestly saved days of my life by using this app. No joke. Like I'm on the road two to three hours a day sometimes. And literally, it'll take you off into the craziest side streets. You don't understand why you're doing what you're doing until you realize how much time you've saved. And I've tested it. I've actually not done what it told me to do and realized very quickly 
shoot, like I should have listened. And it's just getting better and better. And it, it, you know, it tells you where there's accidents. It tells you where there's police on the road. It tells you all these amazing things. Just trust me, download it. It is a lifesaver, literally. And uh, I, I totally agree. I mean, we were joking before we turned on the camera. I asked you this, and I, I said the first time I ignored it, I got caught in a half an hour accident, seeing <laughs> that I could have vectored around. And the brilliance of this is it turns your smartphone into a sensor. So, you know, the more people that use it, the more accurate the information is. And right. I, I live in Silicon Valley, you know, with a lot of traffic. You live in Toronto. I've been in the traffic there, too. You know, this is so invaluable. I can't imagine anyone not using it. So great recommendation. Let's go to the next one, which is resources. And Giovanni, if, you know, if people want to learn more about what you're doing, you know, where would they go? So there's our main event site, which is archangelacademy2016.com, and then there's our community site, which is archangel.club. Well, let's, let's go first. Uh, what are they going to find at the Archangel Academy uh, 2016? So it, it, it essentially explains, and, and it's actually a great model to show how rejection marketing works. It clearly defines who we are and who we look for. And, you know, you can't actually buy a ticket to our event. There's an application process. You either have to be referred by someone or fill out a lengthy application so that we can ensure you're a perfect fit for who our community is and for who our, you know, the avatar is. And as a funny side story, there was someone who applied once who had a bit of a brand name. Um, I thought it would be awesome to have this person come until they filled out the application. And one of the questions they actually said, just Google me. And I said, hell no, <laughs> you're exactly not what we don't want, right? And that, that filtering process actually really helps. And it's a great lead generation process to have an application form. So I would just check out the site for how it's structured in terms of rejection marketing. The other big thing is our video on our site. I get an email every week. It always happens from someone I don't know saying, I saw your video and I cried. And honestly, that that and that video explains how to how you know what our, what the archangel movement is. And we talked about starting a movement. So it, it, even if you're not interested in what I do at all, I, I just encourage you to copy what I'm doing because it works. And it is. And I, I did I didn't cry during the video, but I did watch it, and, and it's really moving. And it, and it's it's going to attract the the people you want to work with. And you know and and. And that if you're creating a community, that's what you want. You don't need the whole world. You don't need all 7 billion people to work right. with you. You just need, you know, some of us need one. Some need 100. Some need, a, you know, 1,000. Some need 10,000, whatever the number is. But I think it is a great example. Uh, let's go to uh, the other website. Let me pull it up here for yeah. those who are watching the video. And then, again, you can see all the links. I'm going to put it up on screen. And there you are hanging out with an awful lot of good-looking people, <laughs> having a lot of fun. Yeah, Archangel Club is essentially a virtual version of our events, right? So we, we wanted to grow the community in a way that didn't take away from what the event was. And at the event, we, we, we love the idea of Dunbar's number, right? Don't grow past 150. And for me, any events with 150 or more people, it's really hard to connect with people. So we maintain our, our higher-end event at well, it's 120, actually, even a smaller number. And this was our way to grow the community digitally, virtually, in a way that made sense. So it's an online community of, of like-minded people, the exact same rejection marketing process. There's an application, or you have to be referred, and most people are referred in. And you know, going back to what you said about you don't need the whole world, 
I've never understood why someone wants a list of a million people and, you know, you send an email blast and you might get 0.01 of a response. Well, if the response is a thousand people, why not just go after those thousand people that are going to be hardcore fans and go deep in a relationship with them and not waste your time with the people who don't care anyways? Right. That, that's sort of my model. And I, I think it works. It does. I can tell you, you know, when I first started doing a little bit of the direct response, testing it on the uh, the uh, successful you know, people with over a billion dollars is about five million in the U.S. And I, I just took I said, let's test out this concept. And I sent out four thousand emails to these people. And it was I had one of the best copywriters in the world do it. And, you know, the uh, open rate was two percent. The click through rate, I don't remember, but it's. It was 2.2% was the open, and click-through was actually good because it was a good message. Um, I was devastated. You know, I couldn't believe how bad. And, and what I got told by all the direct response people, that's really good for a, a cold list. And I'm kind of going, you know what? Let's just go to the people who really want to work, and we can create the videos, the podcasts, the webinars, the live events to attract those people. And you know, I just encourage everyone to do that as well. I mean, it's just You've done a great job with it. Right. Create something that is invaluable to people, and then people will refer it to other people who are like them, right? It, it just – everyone wants that referral model where 100% of the business is by referral. But people focus always on chasing the new business with their ad dollars. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's just well, well yeah, client. and take good care of your clients once they become clients rather than, right. okay, now you're a client. I'm going back to the prospects and staying focused on them. <laughs> what, so how, how does the uh, a club work? You know, what, what actually are you doing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we, and it's actually growing in a really fun, organic way because we're, I'm co-creating what it is with the members. So as members come in, we have a private Facebook group where there's a lot of activities, probably the most active group I've ever seen. Uh, we have a membership site that stores all the videos. So all the videos from our event, um, we have a, a really good production team that records everything. Um, and then as a new member joins, this is really cool. We, we customize everything. A new member joins, they talk about what their gift is, what value they can share with the group, and then what their biggest challenges are so that other members can see that and create videos or posts that will help them through that challenge. So every time a new member comes in, there's more content created, and all the content is created by the members. And then we store those videos in the membership site. Um, another thing that we do that's incredible and a lot of fun is something I call a choir storm. Um, and choir is the name of our tribe because the word choir means a tribe of angels. And every week we do a, an online live video roundtable discussion on a specific topic that, the, that comes up the most in the challenges from our group. And we bring on guest experts that I can start by interviewing them and then other members can just talk. And we have this, we use zoom.us. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like doing a Google Hangout. And there's one view called Gallery View with all the heads on at the same time. Oh. And we call it the Brady Bunch View. And it's actually <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, so we do one of those every week. And we have one tomorrow with Neil Moore on relationships. Him and his wife are amazing. We have one next week with uh, Jeff Hayes on crowdfunding. We have another one in a couple weeks with Steve Sims, another one with Garrett Gunderson on, on financing for entrepreneurs. So there's always a guest They're expert. All great guys. I've, I've, I think every one of them, I'm pretty sure I've done a podcast with, <laughs> and some I'm doing business with. So, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, it goes back to what we're all talking about is creating that community. Right. You know, together and you know they're helping you build this they're delivering value and out of that they're getting value and all your members are getting value and this totally. is this is you know i mean life's too hard to try to do it on your own get some good help from friends and if you don't have you know and most of us don't have really 
uh, you know, some of us, I live in Silicon Valley, you live in Toronto, so we're surrounded by a lot of entrepreneurs. But at the same time, you know, our, our, in our daily life, there, the ability to hang out with a hundred really successful entrepreneurs, you don't get that. Well, we can without any well, problem. I have two, two amazing stories that came out that spawned, and I think Dan Sullivan will call this a strategic byproduct. One, um, one of our members had to fly to Toronto for an event for the first time. And I, I own a bunch of condos for my other business. And I said, well, I don't sleep there. Why don't you just stay there? And, you know, don't worry about the hotel. And then I left her a card where she showed up that said, welcome to Archangel B&B. Yeah. And she loved it. And I, I shared the story in the group with everybody else. And that everyone commented on that post saying, well, if you come to San Diego, you can stay at my house for free. If you come to Melbourne, Australia, you can stay at my And we literally created this thing called Archangel B&B where any member can go to any member's house and stay there for free all over the world, which is like a total byproduct. And then a week later, uh, another one of our members started this thing called Archangel's Getting Shit Done. Where every Thursday at 2 p.m., they all do a Google Hangout where they use the Pomodoro technique. I'm not sure if you... I don't know that. So no, what, what it is is 25 minutes of, of focused work and then five-minute break where they all share what they're working on and what they need help with. And then they work again 25 minutes. And it's actually a super productive time that the, our members use. And anyone can log in. It's a Google Hangout. right? So all these cool things keep spawning. Um, and, oh, the newest one, Neil Moore... And I said, you know, we have a bunch of weight to lose. We want to work as each other's accountability partner. He posted about it in the group. And now we started this whole sub-tribe called the Archangel Personal Transformation Challenge, where we're all helping each other as accountability partners in whatever we want to change. So these things keep spawning out of our tribe that I would have never been able to plan at the beginning. But because I'm co-creating with the members... It's the, the actual value that they derive is priceless. Uh, it really is. And this is where, I mean, you know, you can hear it in Giovanni's voice. This is, you know, not only you got to be passionate about it, but he is. And it, it's so much, this is where, you know, I, I, I know you, you know me. I mean, we're both, I feel like we're some of the most privileged people in the world. Uh, and, and, it, and this is one of the reasons why we're doing the podcast is we want to share with you that you can do it too.